and welcome back to my podcast, VoiceOver Matters. It's Jerry Thorne. And of course, over the last few episodes, I've been reading verbatim uh, the BBI report or the recommendation from the steering committee on how to implement the BBI report. This was, of course, launched on the 21st of October, following the handshake in March 2018. Um, episode seven was reading the Constitution of Kenya Amendment Bill, which is a bill for an act of parliament to amend the constitution. Most bills or acts then have schedules that uh, appear after the main clauses. They spell out in more detail uh, exactly how the clauses will be put into practice. And that's what I'll be looking at in this episode, the, the different schedules that come after the actual clauses in the act. So the first schedule legislation to be enacted by parliament. So legislation on elections, Article 87, 88, 90 and 97, recommended time specification, six months. Office of the Judiciary Ombudsman, Article 172A, one year. Uh, Legislation on functions of Nairobi County assigned to the national government, Article 200, recommended time specification, one year. Ward Development Fund, Article 207A, Recommended time specification, one year. The Youth Commission, Article 237A, recommended time specification, one year. Legislation on the Kenya Police Council, Article 246, recommended time specification, one year. Any other legislation necessary to give effect to the provisions of this Act, recommended time specification, two years. Second Schedule, Section 70. Transitional and Consequential Provisions, one. Independent Electoral and Boundaries Commissions, one, the vacant positions in the membership of the Independent Electoral and Boundaries Commissions shall be filled within 60 days of the amendment of this Act. Two, despite Article 251 of the Constitution, within 30 days from the commencement of this Act, the members of the Independent Electoral and Boundaries Commission who are in office on the commencement date shall be vetted to determine their suitability to continue serving in accordance to the values set out in Articles 10 and Chapter 6. 3. The President shall appoint a vetting panel for purposes of Section 2, which shall consist of the following five members. A. A chairperson who shall be qualified to be a Supreme Court judge. B. Two members nominated by political parties, one from the majority party and one from the minority party, represented in the National Assembly. And C two members nominated by a joint forum representing religious organizations. Four, the Public Service Commission shall provide secretariat services and facilities required by the vetting panel in the performance of its functions. Five, the vetting panel shall determine its own procedure. Six, the vetting panel shall consider information gathered in the course of personal interviews, summary of complaints, if any, from the public against the members, as well as their records. 7. The vetting panel shall within 14 days of finalising the vetting inform the concerned member in writing of the outcome of the vetting. 8. A member shall continue to serve for the remainder of their term where the vetting panel determines the member to be suitable to continue holding office. 9. Once informed of the decision of unsuitability to continue holding office under subsection 8, the member shall be deemed to have been removed from office. 10. The vetting panel shall stand dissolved upon the finalization of the vetting. Number two, executive. The provisions of this act relating to chapter nine of the constitution shall take effect from the next general election after the commencement of this act. 
3, Salaries and Remuneration Commission. The members of the Salaries and Remuneration Commission shall continue to hold office for their unexpired term unless otherwise removed in accordance with the Constitution. 4. National Police Service. 1. Any person serving as the Deputy Inspector General of Police before the commencement of this Act shall continue to serve in the same capacity for the remainder of their unexpired term unless otherwise lawfully removed from office. 2. Any person serving as an officer in the Kenya Police Service or Administration Police Service before the commencement of this Act shall continue serving in the National Police Service unless otherwise lawfully removed from the service. 5. National Police Service Commission. The members of the National Police Service Commission shall continue to hold office for their unexpired term unless otherwise removed in accordance with the Constitution. 6. Independent Policing Oversight Authority. 1. The Independent Police Policing Oversight Commission shall be successor to the Independent Policing Oversight Authority established under the Independent Policing Oversight Authority Act 2011, number 35 of 2011. 2. The members of the Board of the Independent Policing Oversight Authority shall become members of the Independent Policing Oversight Commission for their unexpired terms, but each shall retain the terms of service as at the commencement date. Memorandum of Objects and Reason. The object of this bill is to amend the Constitution of Kenya to address issues arising from its implementation, including the need to a resolve issues of divisive elections arising from electoral processes, b strengthen the structure of devolution and increase resources allocated to the counties, c strengthen mechanisms that provide equitable opportunities for all the people of Kenya to benefit from economic growth in a comprehensive, fair and sustainable manner, d harmonize certain roles and functions in the bimecaral legislature, e Provide a mechanism for monitoring, evaluating and enforcing implementation of economic and social rights under Article 43 of the Constitution. F. Strengthen the national ethos by specifying the responsibilities of citizens and G. Promoting inclusivity and gender equity in governance. H. Strengthening accountability for public resources and the fight against corruption. The proposed constitutional reforms originate from the views of citizens expressed through the Building Bridges Initiative, the BBI. Through the BBI, citizens from all corners of the country shared their concerns and views on issues ranging from their responsibilities and rights, national ethos and responsible citizenship, corruption, productivity, shared prosperity, devolution, divisive elections, ethnic antagonism, inclusivity and security, among others. The bill focuses on the issues with an objective of promoting a cohesive society and to further the ideals of a united, prosperous and just nation. Clauses. The bill proposes to amend Chapter 2 of the Constitution on formative aspects of the Republic to address regional integration, cohesion, shared prosperity and the centrality of the economy. The aspiration is to enhance Kenya's standing and leadership in the region and to balance production and sharing. Clause 2 of the bill proposes to insert a new article, 10A, Regional Integration and Cohesion, into the Constitution to recognise integration and cohesion of the Eastern Africa region and Africa as integral towards achieving national economic goals. 
the provision obligates the state to take policy and legislative measures for the attainment of this ideal. Clause 3 of the bill proposes to insert a new article, 11a, Economy and Shared Prosperity, into the Constitution so as to anchor the aspiration of a new economic model based on value creation and that provides equitable opportunities for all the people, promotes industrialization and supports small and micro enterprises. The bill proposes to amend Chapter 3 of the Constitution on citizenship to introduce a new article on the responsibilities of a citizen to enhance patriotism and to set out the duties of a citizen to to the country and fellow citizens. Clause 4 of the bill proposes to insert a new article, Article 18a, Responsibilities of a Citizen, into the Constitution to consolidate the principles of national ethos which compromise the spirit of oneness, honesty and integrity and to set out moral principles to be adhered to by every citizen. The responsibilities include the duty to promote harmonious living with other citizens, to pay taxes and to contribute to national development among others. This article seeks to give life to the words of our national anthem that when the individual thrives, the country thrives. The bill proposes to amend Chapter 4 of the Constitution on the Bill of Rights to provide a constitutional underpinning for privacy of personal data of citizens as an emerging area in human rights owing to technologies or technological advancement. Clause 5 of the bill proposes to amend Article 31, Privacy, to incorporate the right for the protection of personal data of citizens. The proposed amendment protects personal data of citizens in view of the advancement and adoption of digital technology by a large percentage of the population and boosts the, t- boosts the taming of surveillance capitalism. The bill proposes to amend Chapter 6 of the Constitution on Leadership and Integrity to strengthen the fight against corruption by providing a mechanism for more expeditious conduct of investigations, prosecution and trial of corruption-related matters. Clause 6 of the bill proposes to amend Article 80, Legislation on Leadership, to require Parliament to enact legislation establishing mechanisms to facilitate the expeditious investigation prosecution and trial of cases relating to corruption and integrity so as to achieve speedy disposal of such matters. The bill proposes to amend Chapter 7 of the Constitution on representation of the people so as to enhance transparency and fairness of representation in the electoral system by changing the electoral system to give effect to the principles set out in Articles 81D and 89.7b. This is to promote electoral competition based on ideologies and values and to ensure that every vote cast by a citizen counts. Clause 7 of the bill proposes to amend Article 87, Electoral Disputes, to remove the jurisdiction to handle disputes arising from nominations of candidates by political parties from the Independent Electoral and Boundaries Commission and vest this jurisdiction in the Political Parties Disputes Tribunal so as to achieve speedy education and those disputes and also streamline the mandate of the Commission. The amendment further seeks to broaden modes of service of a petition relating to an election to include print and electronic media to take cognizance of the advancement in technology. Clause 8. The bill proposes to amend Article 88, Independent Electoral and Boundaries Commission, to bar persons who have, within five years preceding an election, 
held office or stood for election as president, deputy president, county governor, or a member of parliament from being members of commissions. The amendment proposes to include some of the offices which were not part of this list. The amendment also specifies the membership of the commission in the constitution to include four members to represent political parties. Clause 9. The bill proposes to amend Article 90, allocation of party list seats, to promote the principle of equality of the vote and enrich, <clears throat> sorry, entrench ideals of transparent electoral process. The proposed amendment provides for the members of National Assembly to be drawn from both single-member and multiple-member constituencies. Further, the candidates to be nominated from a party list for county assemblies shall be allotted in the ba- on the basis of total votes received by their political party, as opposed to the current practice where such allocation is based on seats won by the political party. Clause 10. The bill proposes to amend Article 91, basic requirement for political parties, to require political parties to take measures to implement the principles that not more than two-thirds of members of elective or appointive bodies shall be of the same gender. The bill proposes to amend Chapter 8 of the Constitution on the legislative or remodel... The bill proposes to amend Chapter 8 of the Constitution on the legislature to remodel the parliamentary system by including the government in the National Assembly. The executive will be represented in the National Assembly by the Prime Minister, Deputy Prime Minister, Cabinet Ministers and the Attorney General. The office of the leader of the official position is established. This existing disqualification for the members of the county assemblies from being qualified to be elected as members of parliament is removed. The bill further proposes to amend the composition of parliament to give effect to the gender equity principle. Clause 11. The bill proposes to amend Article 97, membership of the National Assembly, to provide uh, for the members of the National Assembly to be drawn from both the single member and the multiple member constituencies. Further, this amendment proposes to include the leader of the official opposition as a member of the National Assembly and the cabinet ministers who are not members of the National Assembly and the attorney general as ex officio members of the National Assembly. Clause 12. The bill proposes to amend Article 98, membership of the Senate, to structure the membership of the Senate to achieve gender parity pursuant to the provisions of Articles 27.8 and 81b, as read with Article 96.1. Clause 13. The bill proposes to amend Article 99, qualification and disqualification for election as a member of parliament, to remove disqualification barring members of the county assemblies from being qualified to be elected as members of parliament. Clause 14 of the bill proposes to insert a new Article 107A, the leader of official opposition, into the constitution. The article provides that the leader of official opposition shall be the person who received the second greatest number of votes in a presidential election and whose political party or coalition of parties has at least 25% of the members of the National Assembly. Clause 15. The bill proposes to repeal and replace Article 108, party leaders, with a new article, 108 order of precedence in the National Assembly to provide for the new order of precedence in the National Assembly to include the Prime Minister and the Leader of the Opposition. Clause 16 of the bill proposes to amend Article 113, Mediation Committee, 
to expand the period within which a bill shall be referred to the president for assent from seven days to 14 days. This allows for adequate time for consultation and refining of the bill by the institutions involved in the legislative process. Clause 17 of the bill proposes to repeal Article 123, Decisions on Senate, to do away with the concept of voting by delegation in the Senate and consequently result to members of the Senate having an equal vote. The amendment originates from a proposal seeking to amend Article 98 that equalizes representation of the counties in the Senate. The bill proposes to amend Chapter 9 of the Constitution on the executive to broaden the executive structure to achieve inclusivity, cohesiveness and unity for the benefit of the people of Kenya. This chapter introduces the office of the Prime Minister and two Deputy Prime Ministers with leadership roles in the Executive and Parliament. It also provides that Cabinet Ministers may be appointed from among members of the National Assembly. Clause 18. The Bill proposes to amend Article 130, the National Executive, to introduce the Prime Minister and the Deputy Prime Ministers. Clause 19. The bill proposes to amend Article 131, Authority of the President, to include the Prime Minister and the Deputy Prime Ministers in the list of persons who shall assist the President in the exercise of the executive authority. The amendment also proposes to rename the Office of Cabinet Secretary as Cabinet Minister to reflect a profile change of this office, noting that some holders may be appointed from the members of the National Assembly. Clause 20. The bill proposes to amend Article 132, Functions of the President, to provide for the President to report on the progress in achieving the economic and social rights guaranteed under Article 43 by submitting a report for the debate to the National Assembly. Clause 21. The bill proposes to amend Article 134, Exercise of Presidential Powers During Temporary Incumbency, as a consequential amendment of renaming the Office of Cabinet Secretary as Cabinet Minister. Clause 22 of the bill proposes to amend Article 138, Procedure at Presidential Election, to remove the condition that requires a presidential election to be cancelled and a new election held, where a person nominated as a deputy president dies on or before a scheduled election. This is to ensure that a presidential election is held despite the death of a running mate of the presidential candidate to avoid uncertainty and minimize tension in a presidential election. Clause 23 of the bill proposes to amend Article 140, questions as to validity of presidential election, to increase the period during which the Supreme Court is required to hear and determine a petition on question as to the validity of a presidential election from 14 days to 30 days. This is to provide a more realistic period of finalising the presidential election petition as an, and is informed by previous experience. Clause 24 of the bill proposes to insert new Article 151A, 151B, 151C and 151D, the Office of the Prime Minister and Deputy Prime Ministers, to provide for the mode of appointment of the Prime Minister and the two Deputy Prime Ministers. The functions of the Prime Minister shall be to coordinate and supervise government functions. The Prime Minister is to be nominated by the President from among the elected members of the National Assembly from a political party having a majority of members in the National Assembly through a stipulated procedure. The nominee shall not assume office until his or her nomination is confirmed by a resolution of the National Assembly supported by a majority vote of the members. 
If the second nominee for a prime minister proposed by the president is not confirmed, the president shall appoint the prime minister without reference to the National Assembly. The prime minister may be dismissed by the president or through a vote of no confidence in the National Assembly. The amendment further provides for the deputy prime ministers to be appointed from among the cabinet secretaries. Clause 25 of the bill proposes to amend Articles 152 Cabinet to provide for a mixed cabinet with some members of the cabinet being drawn from the members of National Assembly. The proposed amendment further provides for the membership of the prime minister and deputy prime ministers into the cabinet. Clause 26 of the bill proposes to amend Article 153, Decision, Responsibility and Accountability of the Cabinet, as a consequential amendment of renaming the Office of the Cabinet Secretary as Cabinet Minister. Clause 27 of the bill proposes to amend Article 155, Secretary to the Cabinet, to remove the requirement for the vetting of Secretary to the Cabinet by the National Assembly. Clause 28 of the bill proposes to amend Article 155, Principal Secretaries, to remove the requirement for the vetting of the Principal Secretaries by the National Assembly. This is to ensure the public service remains impartial and ready to serve the people under governments of any political colour and ensure their accountability is administrative and technical. Clause 29 of the bill proposes to amend Article 156, Attorney General, to clarify that, as a member of the Cabinet, the Attorney General shall perform the functions of a Cabinet Secretary. Clause 30 of the Bill proposes to amend Article 157, Director of Public Prosecution, to enhance the qualification for appointment as the Director of Public Prosecution to be the same as that of a Judge of the Court of Appeal. Clause 31 of the Bill proposes to repeal Article 158, Removal and Resignation, of the Director of Public Prosecution to align the removal and resignation of the Director of Public Prosecutions with that of the Constitutional Commissions and Independent Officers. This is to reflect that the Office of the Director of Public Prosecutions is proposed to be included as an independent office in Chapter 15 of the Constitution. The Bill proposes to amend Chapter 10 of the Constitution on the Judiciary to provide for more transparency in the judicial process. The proposed amendments provide for the finality of the decisions of the Court of Appeal in petitions concerning an election and limits the tenure of the President of the Court of Appeal and High Court to five years. The amendments further provide for the tenure of the Deputy Chief Justice and aligns it with that of the Chief Justice. The amendment also seeks to introduce the Judiciary Ombudsman as a member of the Judicial Service Commission. Clause 32 of the bill proposes to amend Article 164, Court of Appeal, to provide for the finality of the determination by the Court of Appeal on the validity of any appeal relating to an election other than a presidential election. The amendment further seeks to limit the tenure of the President of the Court of Appeal to single term of five years. Clause 33 of the bill proposes to amend Article 165, High Court, to limit the tenure of the President of the High Court to a single term of five years. Clause 34 of the bill proposes to amend Article 166, appointment of Chief Justice, Deputy Justice and other judges, to enhance the qualifications of the judges of the Supreme Court and the Court of Appeal relating to their experience. The amendment provides the qualifications of of a judge of the Supreme Court to be 20 years 
a judge of the Court of Appeal to be 15 years and that of a judge of the High Court to be 10 years. Clause 35 of the bill proposes to amend Article 167, tenure of office of the Chief Justice and other judges, to provide for the tenure of the office of the Deputy Chief Justice and harmonise it with the tenure of the office of the Chief Justice. Clause 36 of the bill proposes to amend Article 171, Establishment of the Judicial Service Commission, to include the Judiciary Ombudsman as a member of the Judicial Services Commission, The amendment further provides that elected advocates in the commission shall not practice in the courts and tribunals for the purposes of minimising instances of conflict of interest. Clause 37 of the bill proposes to amend Article 172, Functions of the Judicial Services Commission, to provide a mechanism to enable the Judicial Service Commission to discipline judicial officers, including judges. Clause 38 of the bill proposes to insert a new article, 172A, the Office of the Judiciary Ombudsman, into the Constitution to establish the Office of the Judiciary Ombudsman, which shall be responsible for handling complaints on the judicial process from the members of the public. The bill proposes to amend Chapter 11 of the Constitution on the devolved government to provide for further clarity on the nomination of members of the County Assembly and powers of a county governor. Clause 39 of the bill proposes to amend Article 177, Membership of County Assembly. It introduces the nomination of candidates through a party list. A political party will be entitled to nominate the candidates based on the votes received by a political party in an election instead of the current status where it is based on the seats won. Further, it seeks to align the term of county assemblies to the election cycle. Clause 40 of the bill proposes to amend Article 179, County Executive Committees, to provide clarity that a county governor has powers to dismiss or reassign their county executive committee members. This ensures that a member of the county executive committee does not automatically vacate office when the person holding the office of the county governor becomes vacant. Clause 41 of the bill proposes to amend Article 180, Election of the County Governor and Deputy County Governor, to enhance gender parity in the governance of counties by providing for the candidate of the County Governor in nominating a Deputy Governor to consider a person who is not of the same gender. Clause 42 of the bill proposes to amend Article 200, Legislation on Chapter, to require that Parliament to make legislation to provide mechanisms for carrying out functions of certain functions relating to the Nairobi City County distributed to the national government. The bill proposes to amend Chapter 12 of the Constitution on Public Finance to streamline various public finance principles and processes to promote efficiency and ensure expenditures are directed to maximise utility. The proposals promote the actualization of the rights guaranteed under Article 43 and strengthen devolution. Clause 43 of the bill proposes to amend Article 202, Equitable Sharing of National and Other Financial Laws, to provide that where any revenue sharing in the Constitution is to be based on audited accounts and the National Assembly has not approved such accounts, the most recent audited accounts of revenue submitted by the Auditor General shall be used as the basis of the revenue sharing. Clause 44 of the bill proposes to amend Article 203, Equitable Share and Other Financial Laws, to expand the criteria for determining equitable share to include the need to eradicate corrupt practices and wastage of public resources, 
the need to ensure the attainment of the economic and social rights guaranteed under Article 43 and ensure the average amount of money allocated per person to a county with the highest allocation does not exceed three times the average amount per person allocated to a county with the lowest allocation. It further increases the percentage of funds allocated to county governments from 15 to 35 to strengthen devolution to ensure that county governments have adequate funds to carry out their operations. Clause 45 of the bill proposes to insert new articles 207A, Ward Development Fund, into the Constitution to establish the Ward Development Fund. The Ward Development Fund shall compromise of at least 5% of all the county government's revenue in each financial year and ensures equitable distribution and development in the wards of money allocated or collected by the county government. Clause 46 of the bill proposes to amend Article 215, Commission on Revenue Allocation, to reduce the number of members nominated by political parties represented in the Senate from five to two, so as to balance the representation from the two houses. The amendment also provides for two members to represent county governors and one person nominated by members of a statutory body responsible for professional regulation of accountants. Clause 47 of the bill proposes to amend Article 218, Annual Division and Allocation of Revenue Bills, to streamline the roles and functions of the two Houses of Parliament in enacting the Annual Division and Allocation of Revenue Bills. The proposed amendment provides the procedure for the introduction and enactment of a Division of Revenue Bill and a County Allocation of Revenue Bill and the timelines attendant to the respective process. The provision, or rather the Division of Revenue Bill to divide revenue, raised nationality between the national and county levels of government shall be introduced in the National Assembly, which shall consider it within 21 days from the date of publication. The amendment specifies timelines within which the bill shall be considered by each house. The bill also provides for the mediation committee appointed for purposes of considering the annual division and allocation of revenue bill to consider recommendations from the Commission for Revenue Allocation, County Governors and the Cabinet Minister responsible for finance. The bill further provides for the controller of budget to authorise the withdrawal of up to 50% of the minimum amount of the equitable share guaranteed to county governments where the Division of Revenue Act for a financial year has not been passed by Parliament before the beginning of that financial year. 